0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of a uh, bonus episode of Two Utes: The Geek In Geek Out Edition. My guest today is a, ro- a professional writer, comic book writer, voice actor, radio host, and rock musician. And I found all this stuff on Wikipedia. Everybody, welcome Jesse Blaze Snyder.
1: What's up, everyone? How you doing? It's kind of cool having the the Wikipedia page. I didn't realize what a badge of honor having a Wikipedia about you was until i was searching for some other people the other day and i couldn't find them i thought like i thought everybody had a wikipedia (laughs)
0: it is it is a bad day that's when you know you made it because i don't even have one and so i'm like oh i guess
1: so i guess so ah it's funny and the wikipedia page used to have such like not accurate information about me for a long time and then somewhere all the way somebody updated it and i was like oh thank god
0: Someone out there, someone out there likes me and could put out some actual facts about me. Yeah,
1: thank, thank God, i uh, getting, getting the love. I appreciate it. But
0: thank you for coming on the show, man. I, like, I know we were talking a little bit off air about how we've been like going back and forth, trying to get on. You know, you, you've been trying to get on the show and then you know uh, our schedule and everything like that. So thank you very much. You know, especially. Oh, my pleasure to have me. But, uh so when you reached out, I was like, wait, what's going on? I honestly thought I was being catfished for a minute because I was like, wait, wait, why would you want to come on the show for? Like, I don't get it. And like, uh, I mean, I was in Disneyland when you uh, DM me going, hey, you know, you know, thinking about coming on the show. And I was like, oh shit, like, really? You're telling me this guy who's done you, which I'm like looking at your, or your, you know, your work, I was like, wait, you want to come on this show? And so well, I was open I mean, to it. Yeah. You gotta, I mean, th- this is, this is one, okay, there's a couple,
1: whole bunch of things about that. Mm. But one, I mean, when we break down the, the numbers on the amount of comic books that are sold every month, mm. and how many of those comic books are actually being read, it's like 20%. No shit, really. I'm a comic book writer. Yeah. I want to deal with the people who read the books. Yeah. You know, I'm a publisher now, and... You know, it's not about – it's so stupid how Marvel and DC have been trying to court this huge audience of all the regular people. They don't read comics. They don't buy things. And I was ask asking that. Not things in our space, right? And meanwhile, like I've been working for Merck Publishing. I I do a book for them called Guns and Angels. Only the zero issue and the first issue have been – have been fundraised first. They do all their books fundraised on Kickstarter. And they raised $60,000 from 1,600 people. Yeah. Or, I mean, maybe even less than that. I, 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 it's less than 2,000. Mm. I mean, a very tiny amount of people are raising a lot of money for, you know, individual individuals who are making books. Like, there's a wonderful business model for making comics in the modern age with people who actually care about comics helping us to do it. And it's not about going after the biggest audience. It's about going after the audience that actually cares Mm. about the things that I care about. So as far as I'm concerned, I just want every single person who actually reads comics like I do to know me on a personal basis and to see what I have to offer here. Because, you know, it's really the only thing that I have To demonstrate my ability, because these comic book companies, they will not back you unless they have to. I mean, you know, DC Comics didn't get behind Jeff Johns, who was their greatest strength at their company for years until he left for Marvel to do the Avengers for a minute. And then they went, oh, 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 wait, come back. Uh, Come back. We'll, We'll respect you and we'll pay you. And that's how they treat their creative people. You know, I, I have been bleeding for these companies my entire career. Was literally my, my idea was if I read more than everybody else, if I was aware of more than everybody else, mm. then I would be a utility writer for Marvel or DC. Maybe stupid not to hire me. I knew more than everybody else and i put in the hours to know more than anybody who i was working with and it didn't matter because the, there's a there's a middleman between you and the powers that be and the powers that be are hired by the editors and the other people who are making the books and invariably, you're the ball is you you're the ball that's going to get dropped the editors are trying to keep their jobs and keep their bosses happy and you know they don't know about these auxiliary relationships that are going on with all these writers and creative people people who are being promised work and promised opportunities and then all of a sudden some things change up top and they go oh i'm sorry that opportunity is not there anymore they don't know that jesse blaze snyder was banging out their door with great ideas for years and i could have helped them do something i could have been a utility at their companies right now but me as a ball kept getting dropped because of various stupidity going on inside these companies, and the companies are not designed to really find great talent that would be beneficial to their apparatus and bring them in. It's not designed that way. I mean, it's a little bit now, but it's more like casting. We're looking for women, we're looking for minorities, we're looking for certain people to cast in certain roles, and I don't fit in their casting bid anymore because, oh, there's too many white guys who like to write comic books. Tough titty, man. Um, You know, the good people are the good people and they should be going after them. They should be going after the people who care about this stuff. I care about this stuff very, very much. And uh, I got very fed up after 20 years of banging at their door with great ideas and being, you know, just left to hang Um, so many times, you know, having wasted just hours and hours and hours of my life. Writing things for these companies that would never go to use. I mean, if you open up my folders inside my computer, it's just appalling how much is there that has been written that is really good that could still be done right now, today, for them that would benefit both of those companies and plenty of other companies, and uh, they're just sitting there in my in my in my files.
0: So, do you think the reason behind that? Because you know the the, the the comic book, you know, with genre now of movies it's a machine now it's like there's no stopping it they don't even care about the content from what i'm hearing they don't really care about the content They're just pumping out whatever they can to make the next movie or the next short film and they don't care about that is that what is that basically what i'm, I'm getting like getting out from here and that's well, there's because-
1: a of, there's a couple different different pieces to this i mean the thing of it is as long as the collectability of comics is there mm-hmm. What happens is when they go, oh man, creativity is this crapshoot. We don't know what's going to be successful. We don't know. But we do know that if we release a bunch of exclusive covers, if we relaunch the book a dozen times with the number one issue, that speculators will buy the books. Mm-hmm. Well, This speculator market is why only about 20% of the actual books that they're they're selling are being read. Um, You know, stores are holding on to books. Lots of people are buying books, but they're never being open. They're never being read. We don't want to damage the near mint condition of this book. I know of people who buy copies of the book don't read them Mm. so that the copy can be perfectly, you know, pristine, and then they read it digitally online. So – they're leaning on other things. They're leaning on so many of the opportunities and the interest that's there from them making films and them making TV. But in terms of the books, they've been trying to replace our audience with a different audience for years now. Um, you know, Basically, they're not interested in the audience that they have. And they've been trying to court a new audience that has no interest in what they do.
0: They're, the way they're just collectibles, stuff- right? I mean, the new audience is just about a bunch of people that want to collect things now. It's not about reading the material. Just,
1: no, not even that. Not the not new audience that? isn't even collecting. The new audience isn't buying anything. DC and Marvel are getting tanked. Their sales are going down and down and down and down. The only thing that's there is the speculation market, because the speculation market is hoping that all of this gender and racial politics that's being played yeah. might one day play out positively in the speculators market. And they go, hey, first lesbian kiss, worth a million dollars. Um, that's what's going on only. None of this market is translating into comic book readers, okay? It's just, this is the thing. We are the people who bucked the trend when everybody said, oh, that's not cool. You read comic books, that's a nerdy thing. Yeah, And we said, okay, cool. Yeah, I don't mind being a nerd. Uh, Yeah, I'll read the nerdy thing. I don't mind that. I'm proud of it. The mainstream people who are making the television shows and making the films, they love films and TV they don't worship comic books and artists and sculptors. They don't worship these craftsmen. They worship filmmakers. So all that they care about is the filmmaking people. And the filmmaking audio. You know, a group is a very incestuous group and they think in lockstep and they do everything in lockstep. So whatever is being sold by the producers top down and the producers literally are telling them, don't read the comics. We don't want people who are fans of the comics. We don't want people with a predisposition about what this thing is. We want people who will come in and reinvent it. They are out of their freaking minds. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they have lost the plot about how wonderful our medium is and the incredible stories that have been told here for decades and decades and decades now. And I'm somebody who has gone back and read all the classics that I missed before I was born and as I was a little kid and I wasn't reading comics. And anybody who has done their due diligence in comics to read the great works knows what we have to offer but this industry doesn't know the 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 people that they're trying to get the film industry and the mainstream people you know the kardashian audience that they want to have those people don't read damn they don't you're dropping don't read you're dropping gems you're dropping bombs dude this is why it's so easy to manipulate them politically The Democratic Party never does anything for anybody. It's all an idea that they're going to do something for us. I know because I'm one of the oldest freaking social justice warriors who have been around. But I stopped social justice worrying when it became a popular thing to do. And a bunch of assholes who I knew did not feel passionately Mm -hmm. about that shit was opening their mouths so that they could be a part of the cool group. But this is the thing. If you don't read the people, you just have to get all your information from what people tell you. If you read, then you know. And, dude, I'm not dissing the people who don't read. I want them to be readers. I want to win over an audience who will read the books, not an audience who is never going to read anything and gets all their information from the talking heads. I don't know if you've ever seen one of those videos where, hello, I'm Jim, and I say the same thing as Steve. Hi, I'm Steve, and I say the same thing as Jim. Hi, we're Glenda, and we say the same A thousand times yeah. over, all of these talking heads say the exact same thing. That's where all of the non-readers are getting their information from.
0: Do you think that's like an uphill battle, though? Like, I mean, I'm noticing it. I, I've seen it. I know what you're talking about. But what you're, what you're trying to do, do you feel like it's an uphill battle by yourself at this moment? Or you have a collective of people that are like-minded like yourself fighting this fight?
1: No, I believe that everybody, 90% of the audience is like me. 5% of the audience is hard right. 5% of the audience is hard left. Those hard left and hard right people are so loud that the 90% in the middle think mm-hmm. that the audience is divided in half. It's not. These assholes on the right and le- and I include all these creators, people who I love, but they are being assholes to each other. I I, I just did a big, I I did an episode of my podcast this week that is just all about Comic Skate and all this nonsense calling for cooler heads to prevail. The people who write and draw Superman should know how to fucking get along on a team. This is just insane that we're allowing the whole, the, the baby out with the bathwater. All of geek fandom has been demonized and broken down into like the creators versus the The fans of the creations, I do not understand it. I'm a creator. I've been watching and paying attention, waiting for people to just go, hey, this is stupid. I write stories about Spider-Man. Spider-Man wouldn't behave this way. And if he can take the high road, so can I. And that is what we're looking for. The the ninety percent that is in the middle. Mm. I do not believe in these fringe loud voices. And you know, honestly, for years I was nervous to open my mouth because I knew I, I was watching people get shouted down. Nah. Nobody's shouting me down. I'm not going anywhere. Mm. You guys are assholes. Both sides, left and right. You're assholes. Assholes, stop being assholes to one another. My children, they fight all the time. And I always tell them the same thing. I go, if somebody hits you, if one of your brothers hits you, you come running to me immediately and you tell me and they will be in so much trouble. But if you put your hands on them before you come to me, I've got no sympathy for you. And I've got no sympathy for these creators. Oh, everybody's commenting on my work and they don't like it. Deal with it, man. Deal with it. You're, you're, you've been hoisted up into the light. You've been given an opportunity to write for one of the big two. This is an opportunity that other people would kill for. More. You are in the high position. You are on the high horse. Do not take your sword and swing it down at the people at your horse's ankles. That's what's happening. People from on high are hitting down at people down low, and the fans have, have revolted. They don't appreciate it, especially not the ones who are reading the books, a very small amount, who are trying to have conversations, nuanced conversations about the things they love Mm. with people on the internet who make these things. And these people don't want to have these conversations. Tough shit, man. You just put yourself into that position. You wanted to be one of the people who have their names in lights on the book. So do I. I'm prepared to hear feedback from the fans. It's not always going to be good. You need to deal with that. You need to grow up, and you need to you know put on the big boy pants and deal with it. Yes, you're in a position of power. That's what happens. Sometimes small voices that are aggravating will come up to bite you. But that doesn't mean that all of the fandom is a bunch of racists and sexists and all of this stuff that we have been purported to be. I am a fan first, but I've been a creator for almost 25 years now. Wow. And this is just... Sickening to me. It's just sickening to me what my industry has become. I became a geek because we weren't involved in any of this superficial political nonsense, and now we are wrapped up in it more than anybody else. I just got back on Twitter after being gone for six years because I couldn't stand the conversation, yeah. and it's the same thing it's ever been. All I follow is Twitter people, and all they do is fight about political stuff. My dad kept saying, "Hey, just focus on comics, you know, like stop getting into political stuff." I'm like. I
0: can't. It's everywhere.
1: Everybody who I follow, that's all they
0: talk about. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. There's no, there's no going around there. There's no avoiding it. You're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna find somebody and have a conversation that's gonna lead to that. It's like almost like six degrees to bacon. You're gonna, you're gonna find your way into that conversation, yes. whether you like it or not. Yeah, I get you on that. Yeah, and,
1: and people are just so off base, man. I mean, it's just like historically, we are the least sexist. The least racist, you know, every team book that we've ever read has had at least a couple girls on the team, at least a couple minorities on the team. The X-Men, one of the most popular comics of all time, giant size X-Men has blown up on the fact that it is a multicultural team with a Russian and a German and a Canadian and an African and an Irish guy and a Japanese guy. Like it's what are you talking about? You're like coming into my world and trying to accuse me of the shit you guys are guilty of. It wasn't comic book professionals or comic book um, enjoyers who were telling creators that they couldn't add any more women to the team or they couldn't add any more minorities to the team. That was the money people at the tippy top of Marvel and DC. All you have to do is get rid of those people. And then we have a more diverse plethora of diversity that's going on in comic books. But... There was a complete um, reversal where all of a sudden we were told we had to do this and we had to do that and we had to do this and we had to do that. And, you know, it's more in the Hollywood TV and whatnot, but they have been going for all the same stuff in the comics, in the published comics. They're trying to be reflective of mainstream media. Dude, I don't read comics. Because they're like mainstream media, or because I have any interest in what the mainstream
0: media is. I read
1: comics because it was counterculture. I don't understand how all the counterculture nerds have just flipped the switch and decided no, 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 we want to be the popular people. I don't. I don't want to be the popular people. I don't get this at all. I'm a punk rocker. Stop following like sheep. It's disgusting. You all disgust me, all your fucking following and parroting of all the things that the people say. Just quit it. Everybody wants to be freaking self-righteous. And I don't like that. I want us to be friends, man. And it might seem like I'm self-righteous about us being reasonable to each other. And I think that that's an okay thing. I'm not righteous about that I should deserve to be able to go and blame anybody on the Internet that I want. You don't know who you're talking to half the time. You're you're flaming somebody who's got nothing. You're in a position of power. Freaking, be grateful that you've been given that position and treat it with some freaking respect, and be kind to the people around you who are in such a great position. It really it frustrates me to no end.
0: Yeah, no, I mean I can tell. Like it's it, in everything you're saying, I, I'm on board with in a sense because you're right. I mean, technically, no, not technically. Comic books have always been that type of thing that's always gone against the grain. You know, it's always been like when I read comics it wasn't to be the cool guy. It was because it was I it was something that I liked to do. It was something that yeah, you got picked made fun of, but who gives a shit? I like this. It was a distraction from reality. And now when you're trying to mesh now what's going on outside of the comic book world into this world you're meshing it, you're muttering the waters when you're trying to add all this stuff, inclusion, you're using special words, you can't do this, you can't do that. I get you on all that. I, I agree with that. I think there has to be to me, there has to be a separation between the geek culture and what's going on like political wise. Like why are you involving political stuff? Uh, I mean, I give a shit. I mean I to me when I read X Men, I didn't think of like, oh well, you know, I would have wanted them to include uh, this and that. Like no, that's that the purpose is you to read the content for you to just escape reality into this this escapism. There you go. That was a word. You're you're trying to escape. To me, as a as a fellow geek, I use it. I use this uh, platform uh uh to escape, not to involve my political views, my whether I'm offended or not offended. Like I don't. The comic doesn't give a shit. It's it's there as a as, a, as an escapism. And I think you, yeah, you, you
1: know what. Can, can I say something that, sure. about like like look, what you're saying is just so so right, right? You know like no not even that nobody wants, but it's important not to ever get your political ideology from fiction. Yes. that means that somebody else who has done whatever limited amount of research that they've decided to do, is dictating to you how you should feel about various things Mm -hmm. as opposed to where you should really be getting your information about political things from books. You want to know what's going on with the pandemic, whether or not this is a good idea, do what I did and read a thousand books on the health industry prior to us getting there and you will already know that it is a den of vipers, that it is all about money, that they're no longer even teaching the doctors the things that they need to know about nutrition and about human health because all they are interested in is the doctors that they produce from their schools knowing about surgery and knowing how to prescribe the medicine that they are producing. They own the chemical companies that are making the Medicine. They own the companies that are writing the textbooks for the colleges that are making our doctors. Mm. This entire industry is locked up. I know dozens of people who were salesmen to doctors on behalf of pharmaceutical companies. They're literally whining them dining them, taking them out for lobster dinner to get them to sell the pills that they are making. And why pills only and never nutritional things, never food that you can eat? Well, because you can't copyright and trademark the food that we eat, but you can trademark a patent on a pill, a special pill, a proprietary pill. They want our money. They want to siphon money out of our pockets. You don't know that unless you read Books. You want to go listen to the mainstream media? The mainstream media, they literally survive on the money that these huge companies, the biggest companies on the planet, the pharmaceutical industry, they give them all their money. So, yes, they don't say anything negative to the people who are providing them with the money that they use to make the thing. This is the stupidity that we're doing. Okay? You want to learn something? Go read some books, not fiction, nonfiction books. You want to escape. That's what comic books are for. That's what films are for. That's what TV is for. And unfortunately, mainstream Hollywood has lost the plot on that, and they are trying to terraform our planet. They're trying to terraform our consciousness with their content. And all they're doing is pissing people off. Because nobody likes when the Jehovah's Witness knocks on your door and starts telling you how if you don't worship Mm. Jesus, you're going to hell. We go, get the hell out of here, buddy. Who invited you? And that's what everybody is saying when they watch any of this material. This is the really big problem. Mm. The big problem is that there are evil people. There are dark people. There are people who could stand a positive influence in their life. To help guide them to something better than they were raised with yesterday or something better than they found in the world. Well, things like Superman and wonderful songwriters and and musicians, they have a chance to access those people quietly low key. They can influence a person. They can make that person feel some empathy or think something that they've never thought before. But the moment that person, either one, feels judged by the rock star, musician, writer, comic book itself, and goes, I'm never going to read or listen to that thing ever again. Well, we just lost them. We had a chance to convince them quietly We had a chance to influence them in a kind way by watching a guy get up every day and dedicate his life to making the world a better place. We had a chance to access that person and now we've lost it because you've shunned them away and you instead want to talk to an audience of the converted. So what are we going to do with all these other people who haven't been converted yet? You only want the converted people? What do the other people do? They're not going to die. They're still going to be here. So if you think that there are people in the world who need to be influenced to be better people, great. You need to be way freaking subtler about it and stop being so in your face about it. You're losing the battle. You're not influencing those people. You're pushing them to the fringe. You're pushing them. If you don't like Donald Trump, you're pushing them straight into Donald Trump's arms. If you don't like the thing and you're like, it's this thing, only this thing, you are evil. You have just lost. You've lost the freaking battle. You had a chance. You had a chance to influence them, to show them that your side is just as good as their side and that we could all be friends. And instead, you demonized them and you made them go running to the other side of things. And that is just the stupidest fucking thing I've ever heard in my life. I cannot believe that there is no person with a long beard who is not sitting here going, People, cooler heads must prevail let's listen to the old man with the beard <laughs> no it's just a bunch of pretty assholes flaming <laughs> each other online i can't stand it anymore
0: facts i'm not even gonna <laughs> there's no there, i think everything you're saying is facts. i think you're right when it came down to that i remember everywhere i went to instagram twitter facebook it was just being flooded you know demonizing somebody and, and i and i remember saying it to my crew here like all they're doing is basically hyping this guy up. To go, then the people that can't think for themselves are going to go, well, I want to go see what's going on over there. Guess what? They're If they're simple-minded simpletons, they're going to listen to that. Instead of like, you know, you're preaching, read about it. They're just going to go see videos where this guy who, you know, great con man was able to con you into did saying, well, they're demonizing me. And guess what? They're going to demonize you and da 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 And then they they were like, you're right. Uh, you know, I'm going to go this side. All you did was push that, guy, push people to that side, and then they were able to, like, okay, cool, let me uh, hook them in. Boom. Instead of, like, you know, today, but that's, that's what today's society is. No one thinks for themselves. Everyone has to be told what to do. Uh, you know, it, it, there was a comedian that said, we become a dumb society when you have to put warning signs on everything. No one has common sense. Common sense is a rare commodity now. And it's true. Like, if you go to a gas station, it says, do not consume you got to be an idiot to think you got, You got to consume gas. But that's <laughs> but that's where we're at right now in today's society. We're dumb. Yes, it's a
1: world of toddlers, man. Yeah. And the adults in the room have to stand up and go, guys, you're being children. I mean, this is the thing. It's like somebody uh, somebody posted I, – I posted this article that I wrote, which is basically kind of like a, an article that links to this longer conversation yeah. about the comic gate thing and me trying to call for peace. And I, I posted it on my Facebook yesterday – And one of the first comments was just quoting one time. This person said this and this other person said this. So I'm all about peace, but that guy's not invited.
0: Dude. Then you're not about peace then.
1: You're missing the point. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Ignore the, it's the internet. You don't have to respond.
0: I think the internet's given everybody, given of everybody a, a false, uh, False thing about thinking they have a voice. No, you don't. Not not in that sense. You don't have to comment on every single thing. You don't have to have an opinion on everything, especially if you don't know the hardline facts or you haven't done the research. You know, especially when I have someone coming in, like I usually like I do the geek and geek out, and people will tell me will try to talk to me about comic books. But you're talking to me about watered down stuff like you know what's going on on Disney Plus. Like, no, you do you even know the backstory behind this, or are you just telling me about this? And they're like, one, well, and they'll talk to you like they're the experts, and you're the dumb guy. And I'm like, wait, I've been, I've been a geek since I was, like since I can remember reading. Dude, and you're gonna school me? Know
1: anything?
0: Exactly. They know nothing. They don't
1: read anything. They pretend like they do because maybe they've read a graphic novel.
0: Or cliff notes. Nobody
1: who has not gone to a comic book store every Wednesday because there was a new book coming out and you've been waiting a month to read it mm-hmm. Nobody who hasn't had that experience should be fucking opening their mouth about comic book culture. My my Coolest Geek Alive podcast is all about that. I'm a gatekeeper. You don't ask somebody who doesn't know how to read to teach you how to read. You don't ask somebody who doesn't know how to do math how to teach you how to do math. The,
0: blind the idiot, people the blind? who
1: train the other people, the people who are the authorities on the thing... Those people are the people mm. who guard the thing to make sure that it doesn't lose all of its meaning. And we have lost all of our meaning by letting the pretty people in Hollywood, especially the people who wanted to be geek culture influencers. Oh, my God. Let me fucking laugh at that. for <laughs> <few> minutes. <laughs> it's insane. Yeah, they don't do anything. And there's so many women who, you know, these, these women, they, they don't want you to go after them and talk about how they're not reading the comics. They are manipulating these men. There are a lot of men who are sad and lonely and they are using sex to take money from them. And it is just so funny how they want to come in here and be the geek girls and they like they are literally using cleavage to get into a, a space and then like boss us around. No, stop bossing me around, man. Go read the damn comic books. I don't care about anything you have to say if it's clear you have not read the source material.
0: Yeah, but like I say, we live in a society of toddlers now, so it's kind of hard to. It's kind of hard to distinguish nowadays. I think. I think if you're a if you're a true geek, you're you're ostracized because you're a true geek, and if you're a fake geek, you're glorified for that. And I think that's where we're yeah. at right now.
1: Absolutely, you're totally glorified because the fake geeks all play the game. Yeah. It's just the social social virtueing enga- gay, virtue signaling game. I am an actual social justice warrior. I have been fucking fighting my entire life. I'm 41 years old. And when I was a kid, when I was in high school, no, nobody was freaking talking about the shit that was going on in the black community or the shit that was happening that had happened to our indigenous freaking brothers on planet Earth. It's insane the things that were being ignored. But then it became popular to have these conversations. And once that happened, and once the political side of things started weaponizing the popularity, Of these sort of subjects. Dude, now everybody is just being played like a banjo. I'm just gonna play you. I'm gonna play. Oh, here's the song. Oh, you hate that song, don't you? Oh, you like this song, don't you? You hate this song. Everybody knows the songs, and everybody knows that they're supposed to hate this one, and they're supposed to love this one. Dude, I'm fucking tired of it. Mm. Middle, clarity, no more fighting and cussing each other out. You know, and I think that if enough people see that people like me are here, yeah. you know, I, I, I'm a professional. I've been in the industry. I'm stuck between people on the left and on the right. You know, Ethan Van Skyver, who's, you know, the, the, the head of the snake for Comics Gate, Dude, I can't hate that man. I, I don't listen to what he has to say. I think he says insane things sometimes. But I know him personally. I know he's not really a sexist. He's not really a racist he's not a bad guy he's a good guy he tried to help me in my career multiple times the same way somebody like Mark Wade who you could say is the head of the snake on the other side Mark Wade was the editor-in-chief at Boom Kid at Boom Studios when I was working for Boom Kids that man has been nothing but complimentary and supportive of me mm. he's a very sweet man I have never known him to be anything but a good guy he's not a sexist he's not a racist he's not a fascist he's none of these things. He's just lost in the stupid lockstep and these people like him and Ethan, they're just lost in a stupid conversation that has gotten ugly and they need to just put down their freaking weapons and walk away. Live and let live. What would Superman and Batman do? Like, I mean, seriously, like, I want to I want me and my best friend to make a, a Twitter for Superman and a Twitter for Batman and us to just constantly argue about shit. You know, like, oh, my God, like this is this is the life of a geek now is just being in a perpetual argument mm-hmm. with other people. No, I'm done. I'm not doing that anymore. So since there is no space for somebody like me right now, because the other voices in the room are being so loud. I'm creating it. I'm creating a space in the middle where we can be freaking happy and love the stuff that we love again and focus on the stuff being done right. It's because I don't have to focus on some stupid story arc that Marvel Comics is doing. I can focus on the Marco Cecchetto Daredevil run. You know, I can just read the things I want to read. I can focus on Steve Scrooge's Clobberin' Time that I just read with my son. It was a great miniseries. Look beautiful. Awesome. Here we are. I don't have to comment on the stupid shit. You know, I comment on stuff on Coolest Geek Alive when it comes to adaptations of the TV shows and the films. Because that's them taking the things that we love and just doing whatever the hell they want with it. And they're losing a lot of money because they're not honoring the source material. And I know that I could help them to get the ship heading in the right direction. So my conversations on Coolest Geek Alive are all about tearing that shit apart. But I don't have to tear apart some miniseries by some writer who I don't believe is a comic book fan, who I believe was brought into the industry as a casting call, look at who's writing now. Like, they don't give a shit. Like, they're not here because they love this medium so much. Mm. They're here to be promoted as a figurehead for blah, 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 and diversity and whatever else. I don't care. If they're not good at what they do, I'm just not going to read their book. I don't have to spend any time shit-talking them on the internet. And it goes the other way, too. You don't have to spend any time shit-talking Eric Deline on the internet because he's doing so good, and he's on the other side that you're not. Oh, my God. What a waste of your fucking energy. Go find the books that you like and
0: prop them up. Don't crap on the things that you don't like. It's a waste of your energy. The thing is you have the freedom. Like, perfect example, if people who are listening that are offended, guess what? You have the option to tune off this episode you have the option not to follow jesse not to follow me that is your option you don't like it go find something else but you don't but but again it's uh, the internet has become a thing a platform for these people who think they're the voiceless to become you know have their voices heard not everything has to be an opinion not everything has to be an argument but the internet has allowed it it's the wild wild west and that's why we have with today's society Especially social media society thinking, oh, well, I don't, like right now, for example, I know for a fact, as soon as this episode released, we'll probably get a, a comment or two talking about, I don't agree with this. I, I was really offended or, you know, I think this episode shouldn't have been done. Well, tough titties, it's out there. You didn't like it? You can get the fuck out. You know, the door's yeah, well, right I mean, there. You know It's not for the easily I mean, offended. At the end of the
1: day, I want us all to come together. I want, you know, the only reason why I have to say any of these things is because a bunch of other people are out there behaving like children. Mm-hmm. So now I have to sit, sit here and be like, all right, daddy's home, and daddy thinks that this is really lame and that we need to be behaving better to one another. But, you know, the thing that the the creators in my position yeah. don't realize yeah. is that they are powerful. To anyone who is talking to them, they feel like the voiceless in comparison to the person who is writing Batman or writing Spider-Man, whatever it is. You've got a voice. you got a platform. I'm just some lonely guy who's on the Twitters, right? And, you know, one of the problems I wrote this in my article, you know, Twitter... And social media, it evens all of the voices. It turns every single voice into an equal droplet of opinion, right? Mm. But then media, not social media, but media, well, social media does sometimes too, but media drops up the loudest voices on the left and the right. So these, the polarized voices... They choose the ones that are the loudest and the angriest over here versus the ones that are the loudest and the angriest over here. Literally, in Twitter and some of these places, they will put you in rooms together, energetic, digital rooms where you can fight with people. And people that you wouldn't fight with, they're not in your room. The only people in your room are the people who might cause a chemical reaction. And that's what's happening. We're letting them manipulate us over and over and over and over again. They just showed you a meme. You didn't like that meme. That meme pissed you off so bad, you're now posting angrily on social media. They fucking win. You just let them win. You just let the lowest piece of society win. And it's not the people being the lowest piece. It's these digital, these corporations that are pitting us against each other so they can make money that is the insidious man who is in the room with all of us and they're manipulating us and they're bringing out the worst of us Mm. and i believe that geek culture people people who worship at the altar of science fiction and fantasy and superheroes i believe that we are all fundamentally good i believe we're all fundamentally idealists who believe in a better world and want to see a better world tomorrow than there is today. Yeah. And I don't believe that we're violent or unreasonable. And right now, we are behaving very unreasonably, but the most unreasonable people in the group are the people like me, are the creative people, are the people in the power position. And it's just, it blows my mind that these people have not recognized that they've become the bad guy.
0: What was that quote from, from The Dark Knight where like, you... Uh...
1: You live long enough to watch yourself become the villain.
0: There you go. Yeah.
1: It's the truth. So this is how it goes. It's a wheel. It's a three-spoke wheel. And until you rise above it. It's a three-spoke. It's and, and this is the triangular pyramid. This is when you see the pyramid on the dollar bill. Yeah. It's the bottom of the pyramid. It's got three triangles. We've got the heroes. We've got the villains. We've got the victims. Victims rise up to become heroes who eventually become villains who eventually become victims who eventually become heroes who eventually become villains who eventually become victims. And what's on top of the pyramid? The all-seeing eye looking down, observing what's going on. Well, here I am, looking down, observing what's going on. I see a ton of victims, people like me, the 90% who are just sitting there watching, going, I can't believe this is what the world has become. The heroes and the villains.
0: <laughs>
1: and the people who I thought were the heroes in the beginning, mm. they have reached the point where they have become the bullying villains. And it is just, it's just so disappointing. Oh, yeah. It's so disappointing because we write and draw heroes and villains for a living. So if us who is closest to that idea cannot see, that we're the thing we write about.
0: <laughs> then, we, then all hope
1: it's is just, lost. Yeah. It's just, it's, yeah, all hope is lost. Mm-hmm. If we can't notice it, if the geek culture community can't pull back from this, the brink of this, and learn how to get along and be reasonable to each other, I don't know. I don't know what the hell happens next. It's just, and just, and every. I know that I'm going to get a million people like that lady going, well, this guy, steed he once said F trans people. Dude, I don't care. What they say. People say things all the time. Individuals are not representative of the group. The group is good. You can have individuals who you don't care for. You can block people on social media. You cannot respond to things. You cannot be on social media. All these things. I don't care how you handle it other than stop handling it with a stick. Stop attacking people. We need to be better than that. We need to be able to turn the other cheek. And honestly, that was the hardest thing I ever heard in high school. I remember somebody telling me, turn the other cheek. And I was like, who said that? And they were like, Jesus said that. And I was like, yes, really? Like, Jesus is a better man than me. I can't turn the other cheek. I'm like, if they take my eye, I'm taking both their eyes. That's how I used to think. That's how I was raised to think from my parents. My parents were like, yo, they hit you once, you can hit them twice. And I was like, all right, well, that's how it is. And that's how we're all living. Yeah. But that's not the right answer. That's not the lesson that you learn from reading some good Superman stories. Reading some good Superman stories, you learn there's always a better way. And I'm going to find it. Even reading some Batman stories. Batman is fundamentally about there's always a better way. There's the way that Batman's going to think his way out of this. It's going to solve the situation. You know, really great comics are about real high-level cleverness, coming up with a better way to pet the cat.
0: Facts. That's true. It's very true. Well, I would co- want to continue this conversation even more. Maybe we could do a part two, but you know, Jess, thank you for being on the show. I'll come back sometime. Yeah, for sure. A- anything you want to promote right now? And I, I mean, the yes, conversation please. was looking Feel- extensive here. I loved it. Uh, promote oh, away, you. man, promote away.
1: I got a comic book called King of Kings. It's, um, 16 religions in a battle of the bands to determine the reigning ideology of the day. We make fun of all of the religions. Jesus gets a lot of a lot of slack thrown his way, but it's not really Jesus. It's just sort of a representation of Jesus from the perspective of people who have been persecuted by fans of Jesus. You know, it's not the religions that are the problem or the holy people that are the problem, it's the fans. The fans aren't nice to each other, the same way we're talking about people not being nice to each other. And all these religions, they're all so divided because each other, they they, they all treat each other like they're self-righteous, they know the right religion, they know the right thing. Well, it was time to equalize all that stuff. So our book is just about equalizing it all, making religion something that we can laugh about. We're also laughing a lot about music. Uh, You know, all of the the religious figures in the book are based on famous rock stars and famous pop stars. It's really just... 12 years in the making, we got banned on Indiegogo a few years ago, and uh, I came back with a Kickstarter um, I was funding the whole book myself until I ran out of money and went through a divorce, and I had a couple fires, and I had a lot of real life happen to me for a little bit, and I couldn't afford to do the book anymore, but everybody who worked on it owns a stake in it, and we just want to see the book come out, yeah. so we have made our initial raise, and the first issue is gonna come out, but we need to finish issue 2, 3, and 4, uh, 2 and 3 have been drawn but they need to be colored, and they need to be lettered, and the 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 fourth issue is written, but it needs to be drawn and colored and lettered. So please, if you've got some bread, if you love some great comics, if you like to laugh, if you like any of the things that I've just said and want to see somebody like me and the ideas that I have be propagated in the comic book industry, please back me up here. Go to Kickstarter right now, type in King of Kings number one, and you'll find our book. Thank you so much for having me, brother. I really appreciate it. And I I will absolutely come back
0: some other time. Oh, for sure. We got to do it. After this conversation, for sure, we got to do it again. And I would love to have my crew here because I think it would be a very great, uh, entertaining episode to have the whole Geek In, Geek Out crew talking with you. And ladies and gentlemen, everything you just said will be on the link on the bio. For sure, we'll be promoting it. And I mean, for sure, I'm going to fucking read it because, I mean, why am I not going to read it? But thank Thank you you once again. Ladies and gentlemen, this was 2U's Geek In, Geek Out edition. Tune into episode four of Geek and Geek Out this week. We're out.